And today on Finance, Barry Preston is talking to Inspector Matt McCarthy from the New South Wales Fraud Squad. Fraud and how to be cautious. Now, the first one, we've got a lot of ones to talk about today, so here we go. An easy one is the mail theft. Mail theft, how is this carried out? Indeed. Look, often through unlocked mailboxes, overflowing mailboxes, or offenders can get a master key. The majority of our reports we receive involve uh, mail fraud from unit blocks and townhouses, but we do get reports uh, from houses. So it's important to ensure that you lock your mailbox. If you reside in a unit or you might have recently moved in as a tenant, it's good to get the uh, lock changed as there could be you know, a master key out there somewhere. But the most important documents to protect are your financial statements and your phone bill. Um, if you're waiting for replacement credit cards, it's always important to arrange to collect those where possible from your bank. Because a lot of the mail theft we see involves uh, credit cards. Now, here's another one. Counterfeit currency. This had been quiet for quite some time, but I suppose the development in technology and the new ways of printing things, these plastic notes in Australia, I thought they were nearly counterfeit proof, but apparently not so. Oh, indeed, to a certain degree they are. About two years ago, we had very high-quality polymer notes, and they were, they were manufactured professionally by an organised crime group. They were not relatively good. Um, but a lot of the notes we're seeing that are counterfeited are, would you believe, um, paper. We've actually had 60 reports so far from Newcastle down to Wollongong and out as far as the far western suburbs of Sydney. But it's printed on paper, so the colour is, is virtually matched, but it's covered in a, um, in a substance or, um, or a chemical that makes it feel like polymer. So to the touch and to a cursory glance, it would appear to be a legitimate note. Uh, they're often passed in either a 50 or $100 note, just in a single transaction. But often, unfortunately, shopkeepers are unaware until the end of the day, or they do their banking, they've actually got a counterfeit note. Um, if anyone goes to the Reserve Bank of Australia website, it's rba.gov.au, and click banknotes down the bottom, um, there's actually an information package you can download. It's just a two-page PDF and explains the eight... Um, security features our notes have. So if anyone's concerned about counterfeit notes, you can test that note against the indicators um, in that download. But again, um, the amount of counterfeiting out there compared to actual notes is, is very, very small. Interesting, interesting. So uh, what's that website again? rba.com.au? rba.gov.au. And that's mm-hmm. the um, Reserve Bank of Australia website. Fantastic. And look for, look for notes. Now, some terrible stories on ID theft. How is this perpetrated and what are some consequences if we're not diligent? Okay. Um, often what might occur, you could get a survey out of the blue asking for your name, your address, your date of birth, your telephone number, even your mother's maiden name to participate in whatever survey might be offered at the time. You could fill out something online or indeed it could also be a result of mail theft. So you should always be careful if someone wants your personal information. There's no real need now to hand over your date of birth or your mother's maiden name or, or so many personal details. Um, the end result of that is is they can empty your bank accounts, they can apply for credit in your name, up to obtaining a home loan in your name. They can even empty your superannuation. And so what they'll do, they'll open up a self-managed super fund, impersonate you to your super fund, and roll over your money into that account. They may take all of it or a great portion of it. And so it's very important that you check your super funds every year when the statement comes out because it may not be known for years that your statement's been taken. So the main driver for ID theft is financial gain by the criminal, often at your expense. So it is important that people keep an eye on their statements, check them regularly, and you can also go online and check your superannuation regularly. So it is important that people do that now. Absolutely, yes. So ID theft is something to really be concerned about. 
Um, in the old days, when you lost your wallet, your main concern was, you know, you wouldn't get your money back. Um, these days, the main concern is they've got your driver's licence, your credit cards, your Medicare card, and with those forms of ID, and perhaps with a, a statement from, from your mailbox, no, that's 100 points of ID. And with that, they can really you know, do some financial damage um, to your credit file. You and I were talking the other day about uh, a very sophisticated email, and these emails are relentless. Now, these ones we're going to talk about today, firstly, is bank fraud. We won't worry about the telephone one at the moment. Just let's look at the email. The one I sent you, it came to me, and when I looked at it, it had the actual genuine phone number of the bank. So when you phoned it, without clicking, you phoned up and got the number, it was exactly the same voice as the person that did it. Indeed, some of these scams become very complex. What they'll do is they'll arrange for a, a local Australian number to call, either a 1300 number or an 02 number, and they'll have an automated voice at the other end. So rather than speaking to your typical Nigerian fraudster, for example, or someone with a heavy accent, um, that it appears it's not a local call you're making, it'll be a Western voice on the other end of the phone, and they'll ask you to go through the prompts as you're trying to get through to an operator to try and work out you know, why you received this email. And they'll ask you for your account details, uh, perhaps the account PIN number, and also your personal PIN number before we then get to someone who can possibly assist you with an alleged fraud. So some of those now becoming quite complex and you know, can easily deceive a, a normal person who thinks they've received an email from their bank. There's been an issue, I'll call this number. So it's very important, it, indeed, if, if you receive any correspondence from your bank, um, an email or a phone call, Always you know, get the reference number, ask for the person's name, and call back through the switchboard. It is important because when I phoned this number, I thought, that's a, that's a number I know. I phoned the number and I got the person that I normally, the recorded message, at the bank. I didn't click on it because it, it looks suspicious to start with. But this is a, a very, very sophisticated fraud. So again, you say if you get something in email from your bank, whatever you do, don't, don't, don't touch it. Would that be correct? That's correct. If you click a link... It might take you to a website that appears to be your bank, but it, indeed it may not, and there could be malicious software on that um, link you've clicked onto. So it could be downloading a keylogger or some viruses um, to a computer that can then log what you're doing and perhaps get your personal financial information you know, some hours, days, weeks later when you do eventually log on and check your accounts. Hey, how would we go getting some of these sophisticated fraudsters working for the good guys? Huh? <laughs> Interesting. What about these frauds? What about this uh, fraud one now, uh, the bank one with telephone? How do they do that? Okay. Um, so what, you, you mean what we've just spoken about then? Or no, not that. These are the email ones where they phone you over the phone. Okay. So, again, you, they'll call you during business hours. You might be at work. You might be in a bit of a rush. You'll get a phone call from someone saying, no, I'm from your bank. And they might know that because they might have stolen your mail or many of us have accounts with, say, the Big Four. They could say they're from one of the Big Four banks and hit the jackpot because you're banked with them. Um, they'll then you know, try and get you offside. They'll say, look, I'm such and such from this bank. Um, there's been a fortunate transaction in your account. You've lost some money. I need to verify who you are um, in order so I can rectify this issue for you. But often they're not. It could be the fraud that's calling you. You don't know if it's your bank or not. It's a person claiming to be. So it's important just to take a couple of breaths and, and don't panic too much and just ask them for their name, their reference number, and their telephone number. And again, call back the bank through the switchboard and say, I've just been called by this person um, of this number. Um, are they employed by you? Yes or no? Yes, then you go through and assist them with the account details. If not, well, obviously it's a scam. So you never give your personal information to anyone over the phone and always verify who you're talking to at the other end. Just because they say they're from 
a bank and they sound very professional and might have some personal details, mm. they may not necessarily be your bank. And if they leave a phone number for you to phone bank, don't phone it. No. Go and get it out of the telephone book. Indeed. Go to the telephone book, uh, look up your statement, um, call directory assistance, go on this net, find out the, the switchboard number and call the switchboard. And again, getting back to this, check your bank statements all the time? Oh, regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, all, all the time might, might be a bit... Oh, no, sorry, all the time. <laughs> I meant regularly. Yeah. But indeed, regularly. Um, you just make sure that there's no um, transactions that, um, you know, that you haven't authorised, you haven't purchased. For example, if your credit card has been skimmed, mm-hmm. um, when they go and sell that credit card online, some of these sites are pretty sophisticated. You can you know, check out a couple of, of, um, of uh, credit card numbers and it will then do an authorization on those credit cards for, say, a dollar. It could buy something mm. from, from the website, from the internet, or perhaps make a donation to a, um, a charity. So if you're seeing you know, very small transactions in your account, don't think, oh, that's the thing I bought from the iStore or the App Store the other day. It could be someone actually testing that your card's selective before they then go and use it. So if you see a small transaction, get in contact with your bank quickly. Any, any suspect transaction at all, that's correct. Okay, now, the last one today. Antivirus software, we should all have this? Indeed. Well, before I got the fraud squad, now like most people, I didn't have antivirus software. Being here for a week and learning you know, all the different ways cyber criminals can get into your computer, I became very paranoid. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's free ones and, and, and there's paid ones out there. Um, if, you, if your listeners go online and they search for, say, free antivirus software, it's very important that they also check reviews of that software to make sure it's not a scam, it is actually real. Um, whether you have a free one or a paid one, a lot of them automatically download the virus definitions for you, so not much interaction is needed. It will tell you generally if the virus definitions are up to date. But with the paid ones, you might get additional you know, um, productivity features, um, even cloud storage to back up your computer off-site to their servers should you, you know, lose your data. But you know, it's very important to have the latest antivirus software um, or latest definitions on your computers. A lot of viruses out there, um, a lot of computers get hijacked, they're, they're used for ID theft, um, again they can track what you're doing and anything to make it more difficult for the criminals is always a good thing. Okay, Inspector Matt McCartney, Intelligence Manager from the Fraud and Cyber Crime Squad, thank you very much on behalf of our listeners of 2NURFM and uh, we'll get you back and pick your brain again soon to find out some more things about fraud. Thank you Barry for your time.